Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. We have a short two-week sermon series called Rhythms, Find Rest for Your Soul. Anyone ever feel like you could just use a little bit of rest? A few of you, your hands go up. You know, that, that, that kind of, we just want to lie back, you know, and just tune out the world. So, you know, how do you find that rest? What kind of rest are you looking for? Go ahead and go to the next slide here. And maybe you feel like this guy here who's just, you know, just worn out. You think about what life was like, you know, when you were a kid and you had to make tough decisions, your tough decision maybe was, do I want the cherry, you know, popsicle or the grape popsicle? Or both. You know, or as you get a little older, you know, maybe is do I want to go to McDonald's or Burger King? And some of you are like, yeah, neither one of those. I, I don't eat either one. I, I'm on a record. I'm trying. I've not been to McDonald's for like three years, maybe four. Thankfully, COVID helped out with that. Um, just not going to eat at McDonald's. But, you know, life gets more complicated. You think about what happens as you, you get into high school, you become a teenager. Life is much more complicated in your teen years than when you were in middle school or even into, you know, elementary school. And then you get into college, you get into adulthood. I don't know about you. How many of you have found adulthood stressful? Whether you're at the beginning stage of adulthood, summer's in the middle, or summer's beyond the middle. That's just a nice way of saying something. I mean, you think about adulthood, you, 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 you're, you're in relationships, maybe you're, you're looking for someone, you know, longing for a relationship, maybe you're married and you're dealing with, you know, what it means to be a married couple, you, you've got kids, you're raising kids, they're growing up, you know, you're dealing with a, a job and, and, and finances, especially right now, finances are, are really tough for a lot of us, and then, you know, as, as your kids grow up and you get, you know, further into adulthood, that also means your parents are getting on the other end. And at times, too, there's, there's, you know, how do you help them? Life can be exhausting. It wears us out. It's overwhelming. And, and studies continue to show how many of us are stressed out, worn out, and really in need and longing for rest. How do we find rest? How do we create for ourselves rhythms of rest? I don't know about you, I am like most North Americans, I am terrible at resting. My brain is always going, I'm always thinking I've got to be involved, and it takes a lot for me to simply, usually God like giving me a nasty cold and making me rest. Anyone like that? A few of you, it takes like some nasty bug before you finally rest. God's like, you're tired, you're not slowing down. Bam, you're sick. I know God that really made me sick, but God said, I'm going to use that to make you rest. You know, yet we find that even as God created this world, you know, God created the world in how many days? Six days. And on the seventh day, he did what? He rested. Now, God didn't, oh, it's because he was tired for all the hard work. But really, he rested to show us a rhythm, a pattern that we are to have in our lives. So while we work and while we play and while there are things to do and things to worry about, God also invites us to rest and ultimately to rest in him. 
Let's take a look at these words of Jesus from Matthew 11. Read with me. Come to me, all who are tired from carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all of those who are tired of carrying heavy loads, all of you who are carrying these burdens, and I will give you what? Rest. Now, when Jesus begins you know, speaking to the crowd that's gathered around, this is mostly an agricultural crowd. So he uses this image of, you know, of the yoke and this idea of, of a heavy burden. And, you know, where there's two ox or two mules that would carry the yoke, they'd help carry that load. So Jesus is inviting us to find rest in him as he helps us to carry the load of life. And most definitely, this is talking about sin, about our rebellion against God. But it's also talking about living in a broken, sinful world the things that make us anxious and overwhelmed and worried and tired and worn out and exhausted. Come to me, all who are tired from carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. It's pretty simple. Go to Jesus, find rest. And yet how many of us struggle to really do that? to find rest in Jesus. And I, and I love as Jesus does this, he invites us to come to him. And the invitation to come is come to me, you know, not all of you who've got life figured out, not all of you who've been in church every Sunday, not all of you who are doing pretty good. Just plain, simple, come to me, all of you who are heavy burdened, all of you who are carrying the load of life and find rest. Now, sometimes the load of life isn't so bad. Sometimes the load of life is fairly light. Did you ever have moments like that? It's great. But sometimes the load of life is overwhelming. It weighs us down. It makes us sometimes almost immobile. We are physically and emotionally and spiritually tired worn out, exhausted, at our wit's end. And Jesus invites us, he invites you to come. Go to Jesus, find rest. Because often what is going inside of us physically and emotionally, it weighs us down spiritually. Find rest in Jesus. Let's go into the next section of Jesus' words here. And again, this is as he speaks this to this first century crowd. They've got agricultural mindset, so they know exactly what Jesus is talking about. Let's read this together. Place my yoke over your shoulders and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart. Place my yoke over you. So again, this idea of a yoke, you know, is that, you know, you usually have an older yox and a younger yox. Yox. Ox. Um, it's because I didn't rest well last night because my brain was just going like this. I went to bed at 11.30, which was early for me, and about 1.30, I think, I finally fell asleep. It's not so much fun when you had the sermon, you think about rest and finding rest in Jesus, and then the only thing I can start thinking about is like, I'm going to preach about this tomorrow morning, and actually later today, and I have to listen to my own words. Place my yoke over your shoulders and learn from me because I am what? Gentle 
and humble in heart. See, Jesus is gentle and humble in heart. You think about it, if you know someone who is gentle and humble in heart, they, they bring a sense of, of peace to our lives. I mean, if you're if you with someone who is anxious, do they bring peace? No, because if you're anxious, you tend to be like this, and, and often we tend to feed off each other, and we get more anxious and frustrated, you know, and, and, and yet if you find someone that really could bring a sense of peace. I know a pastor who, to me, was just gifted in, in a marvelous way that, that I, if, if you had me or him to go make a hospital call and you were going through a tough time, not that I can't do a great job being with you and praying with you, God gifted in a way that he had a sense of peace about him and gentleness, that, that he just calmed, you know, the situation down as he brought God's gentleness and God's presence into the situation. When Jesus is in the midst of our anxiousness, our, our overwhelmingness, our, our burdens, you know, things that weigh us down and stress us out, because he is gentle and humble of heart, he brings that peace into our lives, our peace into the situation we find ourselves in right now. Learn from me because I am gentle and humble in heart. The reason you can rest in Jesus is because also his burden is light. Jesus, again, is not saying, look, before you can come to me, you got to get all of your ducks in a row. you got to be pretty almost good enough to be here. As Jesus has come. Whatever baggage you have, whatever, you know, is weighing you down, whatever is swimming through your mind, causing you to be awake at 1.30 in the morning, come to me. Whatever sins you're struggling with, whatever things you've done that everyone knows about, that no one but me, you and I know about, come to me. And as Jesus, you know, speaks these words, he speaks these words to folks who by the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees and the scribes, had added all these additional, you know, rules and laws and obligations that the people were to follow. So if God is going to accept you, if he's going to love you, not only do you have to follow what he called you to live, but all these extra rules and obligations, and the people felt weighed down. And Jesus is saying, look, my burden is light. Come, and I will help you through life. I will help you in whatever is going on in your life right now. The reason we can rest in Jesus is because his burden is light. He's not calling us to this burden that we carry, you know, to load up to show our obedience, but rather to show his love. He helps us shoulder the burdens of life. He assures us that we're not alone. He invites us to come to him in prayer and to lay it all before him. Let's read our next portion of that scripture. It's a very short scripture, but powerful. We read together. Then you will find rest for yourselves because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You'll find rest. Studies show again and again that for most of us as North Americans, we desperately long for rest. We desperately long just to 
fold ourselves in and find rest, not only physical and emotional, but spiritual rest and well-being. You will find rest because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because the reason you can rest in Jesus is because his burden is light. Jesus doesn't set all these obligations for us to experience that rest, to experience his love, to experience his presence. But he promises all of that. He guarantees all of this through his death and through his resurrection. The one who ultimately took the burdens of our sins upon himself at the cross and gave his life for us. You know, and these commercials were on not too many years ago, but especially as a kid, I remember these commercials, the Klondike bars. You guys know what a Klondike bar is? How many of you like Klondike bars? How many of you have no idea what they are? A few small, like, young hands go up. You know, you know, and, and, you know, and the commercials, they'd say what? See, you almost wanted to sing it, didn't you? What would you do for a Klondike bar? And then people do these crazy things, like this guy, I don't know what he's jumping over. I just found the picture. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but it... No. No, 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 it's not going to do it. But what would you do for a Klondike bar? You know, the question is, what would you do for rest? I mean, not just, hey, I had a good night's sleep, I took a little nap, but what would you do for rest? To truly find rest for your wearied soul. Again, for some of us right now, the weariness that we're experiencing may be fairly light. For others of us, the weariness we have you know, even if it's all internal, emotional, and spiritual, at times even begins to show itself physically. Physically as we just kind of walk with the weight of the world on our shoulders. Physically as we interact with each other, we're short-tempered. When our words and our attitude is hopeless and desperate. What would you do for rest? So this is the invitation Jesus gives to you and I today. Come to him and find rest. And that's really, that's the answer. Go to Jesus, find rest. The rest that enables us not to completely always remove the burdens we have. And that's a fallacy sometimes we, we hear and believe as Christians. If I believe in Jesus, I believe in it enough, then none of these burdens will, you know, get me down. The truth is, life is full of burdens and worries and frustrations and feeling overwhelmed. But we don't have to carry those burdens alone. Jesus promises to pick up that yoke and walk with us in life. He guarantees that he is with us, that he is with you right now, whatever is going on in your life, whatever thoughts are spinning in your head. Go to Jesus, find rest. You know, here at Holy Savior, we talk about growing in Jesus and sharing his love. And one of the ways we grow in Jesus is to truly trust in him, to rest in him. Again, that is not always easy. And I stand up here as the pastor who, you know, you think I've got my life all figured out with God. I, I don't rest well in God because, you know, I'm human. And I tend to want to take all the worries and all the frustrations, the sense of being important, needed, and all these things on my own shoulders. And it's a message that I need to hear again often. To find my rest, 
not in the things that the world offers, not in myself, but in Jesus, to truly rest in him. So we're going to grow in Jesus. You know, we're going to grow in Jesus by resting in him. And this is not a one-time thing. It's an ongoing, turning your burdens over to Jesus, picking up the yoke that he has, and resting in him. So here's a challenge for us as we go into this new month of July. July is great because July, a lot of the sports teams and all those things begin to wind down. This one, a lot of us take vacation. You know, we're, we're, we're thinking of rest. But again, we want to do more than just for one month. We want to create the sermon series as rhythms. So how do we create some rhythms that help us rest in Jesus? So here's a challenge for you. What are some practices you can try this week to remind yourself to rest in Jesus. Now, as you think about that, you know, here, I'll give you a couple ideas. Because, you know, one of the things a lot of us do is we do this thing. Anyone do a lot of this? You know, so it, one thing you can do is do what? If your phone is nasty like mine is, it tells you how much screen time you have. <laughs> and it's up. I don't know why it's up this week, but it was up 29%. That's because my laptop was gone for a couple of days, I think, and I was using my phone. But, you know, it... Just put it down. Turn it off. Take some vacation. Tomorrow I'm leaving, but I'll be back by, by Sunday. But I'm leaving. It's Lake Tahoe, family wedding. Wife and I are going to vacation. I'm going to do what with my phone? I'm going to turn it off. Put it aside. Not answer any phone calls. Well, maybe a few phone calls. But <laughs> my daughter calls me. I'll probably answer that phone call. I also turn off the news, because again, I don't know about you, if you're like me, I'm kind of like a news junkie, you know, and especially with the phone, because there's so many apps, and I can go, I can go all over the board, and I can listen to different sides, and I get there, and guess what that tends to do? It tends to get you kind of stressed out, because the world is crazy and chaotic, and then there's just stuff going on, and I start thinking about that. It's not the best way to start my morning, and I do that sometimes, and I know better than that, but turning that off. That's my plan this week of vacation. You know, very minimal phone. No morning news feeds. Just rest. Even have a little devotional book that I've used before. I'm going to take that with me and I'm going to just use that simple devotion. Because it really is a little devotion by Charles Swindoll. It's really about really finding your rest in Jesus. What are some things that you can do, some rhythms that you can create for yourself? Sometimes it is turning off that device, knowing that you're going to turn that off. Sometimes when you're exhausted, it's simply saying, you know what? I don't have to be everything for everyone. And I can just go close my eyes just for 10 or 15 minutes, and I can rest in God. I can take some deep breaths and prayer. Even sometimes, Lord, have mercy, which is, Lord, help that mindfulness, that time to truly rest. The challenge as we move into this month of July, and really as we move into the second half of the year, is to experiment with some rhythms that help you rest in who? In Jesus. The one who invites you and I, each and every one of us, come to me, all of you, and find rest. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing grace and love for us. We give you thanks and praise for the invitation that you offer us. 
This invitation of grace is not something that we have to earn. It's your invitation to us to find rest in you. And Lord, if we're honest, so often in our lives, in our culture, we're so busy and so overwhelmed in our brains and our lives just going and going that we don't find rest. Sometimes we do that, Lord, because we have a need to be needed because we think it's all on our shoulders. And we forget, Lord, your invitation. We forget that you are there with us, that we are yoked with you. Lord, we pray that you'd help us to you know, experiment with some rhythms that help us to find rest in you. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. This time we continue as we profess our faith in these ancient words of the Apostles' Creed. We profess together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And this time we come and we confess our sins, part of the burdens we often carry are part of the sins that's in our lives. And we confess those to God, trusting in his grace and mercy to forgive us. Let's confess together. Loving God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart, and we have failed to fulfill your desire for us to love one another. We have not followed the path you have given us, choosing instead to follow our own. We have broken relationships, we chase consumer desires, and we treat others as less than human. We have not loved our neighbors or always heard the cries of the needy, the poor, and the oppressed. Forgive us, Lord, and renew us in your love by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We hear God's promise of his grace, his mercy, and his love. God's goodness is not exclusive. He showers love and compassion on all his creation. Through Jesus, God's mercy and grace extends to you. All of your sins are forgiven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.